Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Get Outside with Kids. Uh, on this week's episode, we're bringing to you a guest who is originally from the States, but is on a bit of a nomad journey right now. Um, and she's the uh, founder of First Peak, which is a line of baby and toddler clothes. So Josie is helping families get more confident getting outside with their kids with these clothes that she's designing, which sounds so amazing. All of First Peak clothes are made in the USA with this custom jersey knit fabric that's uh, odor resistant, quick drying, UPF rated and super soft, all of the things you want on your kids' bodies when you're going to be exploring the great outdoors. Um, and so with that, Josie, uh, tell us where you are right now and give us a little bit of an introduction. Yeah, uh, it's so, so fun to be here. Um, I'm currently taking this call from France where my husband has family. Um, they're outside having what it sounds like a lovely dinner. I hope giggles aren't coming in through the window. And yeah, I am the founder of a clothing line called First Peak. Uh, a line of clothes that was very much inspired by my family's own adventures uh, and clothes that sort of have allowed us to keep on adventuring as the the months have progressed. So Jesse, can you tell us a little bit about why getting outside with your kid is so important to you and maybe why that was important to you when you were a kid as well? Yeah, um, I, I grew up in Southern California. I was always sort of a get outside in the sun sort of kid. I had way too much energy. So I was one of those kids who by today's standards was deeply overscheduled from just like activity to activity to activity. And I I fell in love with being outside, but truly like outdoors, camping, hiking is something that came to me later in life. I would not have called myself an expert or a true outdoors woman, even probably 10 years ago. Um, But I think my husband and I sort of in moving to the Bay Area, just fell in love with the nature that was that was available to us. Um, We loved getting into the Marin Headlands, Yosemite, there was all this access. And we just found that it was the best way to unplug and recharge. Um, And so when we had our son uh, in the thick of COVID, it just felt like the best way for us to have our energy up to get fresh air to sort of cope with the craziness that was the last few years. And we really wanted to impart that same value and love of the outdoors on our son. I love that what you mentioned there, Jesse, about the kind of considering yourself an outdoorsy kind of person. And we we talk about this too. I mean, our podcast is literally called Get Outside With Kids, but recognizing <laughs> that that doesn't mean you've got to be somebody, Jen and I often joke about the women who are hiking up mountains with a baby in the back and a baby in the front and yep. all their overnight <laughs> camping gear. And I'm like, like all power to them. That's not me. I can't, <laughs> I can't see myself doing that right now in this stage of my life and our kids' ages and that sort of thing. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't still enjoy the outdoors. We've had some great people on our podcast talking about things like, you know, other ways of connecting to nature by just stopping and looking and listening um, and, you know, by eating meals outside and painting outside. So I love that that's, you know, you can kind of speak to that sort of coming to that as an adult and what that means. And, and Jen kind of had a similar experience too you know, as an adult kind of coming to a lot of these experiences. So yeah, I really, I really like that you've kind of highlighted that there. In some ways, in naming the company First Peak, the idea was that that peak can be anything. Like that can be some epic ascent and that could be climbing the stairs at the playground jungle gym. Um, Like it really was (laughs) intended to honor whatever that peak is for you and really celebrate the first and hopefully many subsequent peaks after that. I love that. And on that kind of note, Jesse, um, like tell us how this got started because, you know, you had a different full-time job, which you quit to start this clothing line. (laughs) So tell us, I mean, that's, and you had a kid, all this stuff happening at the same time. That's no small task. Um, So how did this journey get started and what kind of inspired you to go down this path? It was a wild one. Um, So I was working a full-time job in tech in San Francisco. Um, We did a weekend in Yosemite and it was like a comedy of errors. Uh, Within 10 minutes of leaving the car, my son spilled milk all over himself. 
And we're like, ah, it's not so bad. Let's just keep on going. And then Ooh. fast forward 10 more minutes and he just <laughs> smells totally curdled, right? Like biggest mistake ever. Um, and we got home at the end of the day and he had these, just like his poor little hands and wrists were clearly sunburned. Like no matter how much sunscreen we put on, it was in his eyes, his mouth. And my husband and I are there wearing like our wonderful outdoor wear. We're clean and fresh and dry. And so we got in the car and I said, you know, I'm just going to Google the baby equivalent of the active wear we know and love and we'll pick that up. And I was just deeply disappointed both on how little I found and what I did find just felt grossly overpriced for something my son would probably fit into for about three months. Um, So I ended up certainly a self-described nerd. I just went on a research rabbit hole. Um, I was researching all of the science behind what makes a safe odor resistant fabric. I started cold calling biotech companies and just seeing if anyone would talk to me about how they're helping clothes stay fresh and, and quick drying in a way that would be safe enough for a baby's skin. And then it really was a game of phone trees, right? I just would call one person and say, put me in touch with someone you think I should talk to and you think I should talk to. The, the company really ballooned in certain ways of um, goal number one was make a shirt for my son. And then I was like, ooh, maybe my son and a couple friends' kids. And then I was, ooh, maybe one random person I meet would buy a shirt. And before I knew it, I was like, wow, there really is uh, an opportunity here to help families feel more confident being outside and to help all the parents whose kids smell like curdled milk at the trailhead. Um, and, And I think clothes can be a small part of your adventure, but they're a really big part when they don't work. Um, and so it, it suddenly felt like this thing that was snowballing underneath me and it was just too darn fun to quit on. Um, and so we kept on going. Can you tell me a little bit, you mentioned safe odor resistant technology for shirts, which implies that there's unsafe and this odor resistant technology, which is not something I've really thought about, particularly as it relates to kids. Can you kind of expand on that? Absolutely. So uh, there are a lot of ways to make a garment, uh, combat bacterial growth. Um, Because at the end of the day, when you're saying odor resistant, you're by by and large just preventing the spread of bacteria on the fabric and bacteria cause a lot of deodor. And so the treatments that were popular in sort of like the 70s and 80s um, into the 90s a bit were what you'd call like a a treatment dip. So you'd finish a garment and then you'd sort of dunk it in goo. (laughs) Uh, And that goo is uh, safe enough. Those products are safe enough that they passed standard regulation, um, but the sustainability implications of how they impact waterways and the environment, how well they last on the clothing, um, and the extent to which some of the chemicals they're using are leaching into the skin are hazy. Um, So I really wanted to seek out an option for odor resistance that was infused into the fabric itself. Um, So one of the things that is custom about our jersey knit is that is a silver infusion. So silver ions are actually infused inside of the thread. So it's not coming into direct contact with the skin of the child and it's not washing out. So the clothes are tested for 100 washes and will be just as potent and effective. The thing with silver ions is to put it simply, if a bacteria runs into a silver ion, it can't reproduce. And so the bacteria that gets on there stays really contained and limited. And so you don't have that spread of of curdled stink uh, that you would have on a normal (laughs) garment. I love this, like that we're combining like your tech background with the clothes. It's like this like beautiful mend, like all these things are right over my head about silver ions. But for you, I can tell you're like, oh, I understand silver ions just as much as I understand clothing. Like it's such a beautiful blend of your two skills coming together. It's been really fun. It's like fed to your point, like it's fed a lot of parts of me. 
I think. Um, it's fed the like, I want to get outside. It's fed the I'm a mom who just wants my kid to be comfy. And it's totally fed like nerd science geek brain at the same time. So you basically packed up everything and took off across the country in the US <laughs> to to sort of to start this, this whole thing in motion. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? In particular, like meeting up with other families outside. We know, yeah. I mean, part of the reason we began our podcast is because we know of so many mums and other parents and caregivers who are kind of doing it alone, particularly during COVID, no opportunities to meet up with people and how that really impacted their parenting and, you know, the degree of stress, anxiety, depression, and all those sorts of things. So I'd love to hear about, you know, what what inspired this cross-country trip and what it was like to meet up with all these families as you went? Yeah. So the trip was in part first peak inspired, but also honestly, very family inspired. Um, I think we'd had two years of COVID. We've had so many friends and family that we'd never seen. So many people we love that my son had never met. And we figured, you know, he's young enough. We don't have school schedules to contend with. Like, hell, let's just go for it. And so we set out from San Francisco with the goal to ultimately end up in Boston, where my in-laws live. In leaving San Francisco, we packed up basically everything in the back of our hatchback. So we sold what we didn't need. We went really minimalist. And so our car was this layered set of first all the first peak inventory, then clothes, and then our dog bed sat on top because we had the toddler and the dog in the back seat. And the hope was deliver the clothes, like bring the clothes with us so I could be shipping along the way. And so as orders came in online, we'd pull over to the nearest post office. I'd pack it up in the envelope and toss it in. And at some point in Western Montana, I said to my husband, you know, I wonder if I posted on a mom's Facebook group, if we could meet some families and just hang out with some people on this drive. Um, I would definitely be, I would definitely call myself a self-defined introvert. Um, meeting people like this felt scary and almost, uh, I had a lot of like anxiety to get over to write the post, but I said, you know, I'm a mom. We're driving across the country. I have this clothing brand. I would love to like, just give out some clothes, let you try them, give me feedback. And in exchange, if you could show me your favorite hike in the area, that's a totally fair deal. And it was amazing, the response. We ended up meeting over 20 families um, along the drive in all sorts of places where we would have never found the hikes and even just playgrounds we found, right? These weren't all like crazy 10 milers. Most of them were just like, here's a great little pond you would never find otherwise, or this is the best jungle gym you've ever seen. And we would pull in open up the trunk, just like open up boxes of clothes, let kids pick out what they liked, their favorite colors, and just set out with some folks. Um, and once we did it once, I sort of got over the fear of like, oh goodness, what am I going to talk to people about? Like, do I need some like index cue cards of good topics? I don't know. Um, we just realized that these are sort of like-minded parents who also are just trying to meet people, trying to get their kids outdoors and trying to enjoy a beautiful day. And it was a total blast. <laughs> That's so awesome. I think that that fear of like you put something out to the world, like, I don't know, a podcast um, <laughs> or any brand of clothing or an invitation to others, you kind of put yourself out there. But, you know, that recognition that everybody's in the same boat, everybody wants to feel some connection um, on yeah. some level to other other parents and to feel less alone. 
you know, when we think about our kids' clothing, particularly Jen and I, our kids are both around the ages of three and five. Um, and particularly with my five-year-old now, I see her, I mean, like all five-year-olds, pretty hard on her clothes. I'm just wondering if you have tips for, you know, how to look after your kids' clothes to make them last longer. Because I think in the sort of early stages, like with babies, they grow out of them sort of before they can wear them out. But as our kids are getting older, we're finding like a lot of holes start to develop and, and particularly totally. in knees and those sorts of things. Just wondering about how we can care for our clothes a little better so that they last longer. Oh, it's such a good question. To some extent, I'm almost conflicted because in starting First Peak, I remember at one point when I was putting the care instructions on the label, I just wanted to write, wash how you wash. <laughs> like you have enough on your mind, wash however you need to wash it. And that's what writing- people are going to do anyway, right? Like totally. I'm not going to do a fancy, I'm not, I'm just going to chuck it You're in. You're not going to hand wash. You're no. not going to hand dry. <laughs> of course not. I do think there are little things like even washing inside out will help with a lot of like the pilling and wear on the outside of a cl- uh, of a garment. Additionally, I think uh, I, I'm personally a fan of like natural detergents. Um, so you can find more like eco-friendly brands and things like that, that both will be gentler on the garment, but also is better for the waterways when the soap washes out. Um, I do think lower temperatures also tend to be gentler on a lot of clothes, even when they're really dirty. Um, I actually think one of the benefits of first peak garments is because of the odor resistance in the quick dry, you're able to wash less. Um, And that's part of what I think makes our products uh, good for the environment, that you're expending far less water, far less energy to clean them. And because the fabric is so durable, it tends to fight off stain a little bit better. So you can also sort of look at the fabrics you're purchasing and seek out things that are built to be adventured in. Um, that's not always a perfect solve, but those are those are a few. Yeah, no, I really like that. I think you've had so many, uh, so many great tips and it sounds like you've had so many great adventures. Uh, so Kate and I are very big on sharing things that don't always go right. Depending on when you're listening to a, a really recent episode we just aired uh, was all of our fails from the summer. Um, and, and it was had some... mortifying, Jen. I actually got off that recording. It was like, that was a lot of fun, but did I overshare? Anyway. No, it was so good. It was so good. Um, good Kate had some guys. really good, Kate had some very good fails. Um, so make sure you go back and listen to that one. Um, so we'd love to hear, you know, if, if you've reached the toddler stage so far, uh, what have been some of your, you know, best slash worst kind of fails along the way? Like you had the milk curdling story. And we'd love to hear like, what else has gone wrong on some of these journeys? I think one of the things I both pride myself on and I'm a little embarrassed by is like, I like leaving a place with the messiest kid in sight. Like, I think my son just loves everything is all over the face. It's in the fingernails. And I love that about him. One story that comes to mind is my husband and I I, we sort of set up a deal that we were going to see how many days our little guy could go wearing the same first peak shirt. And we're like, this is the ultimate test. Like, can we make it a week? Like, could it be two weeks? What's it going to be? And I remember this is when I was still working full time and my husband was with my son. And I came out of a meeting and it was day three or four. And my little guy is like elbows deep in a bowl of spaghetti with sauce, just like long sleeve shirt deep in it and I was like honey like we just needed to make like he's been doing so well like you couldn't have picked like a chicken breast or something <laughs> or rolled up the sleeves maybe yeah. <laughs> and all of the above like he was just like saturated and my husband was like well I he's wearing a red shirt I thought it was the perfect pick and I just remember being like you know real parents aren't gonna only be eating chicken breasts like I guess this is the true test uh 
and you know what odor resistance at the end of the day like meat crumbles of bolognese are not gonna <laughs> combated <laughs> by a shirt um but that was one of the like we sat down and he was like okay should we I, I, my bad like should we start again i was like this test is silly like there is no parent who is gonna have a child seven days who hasn't dunked themselves in the mud like yeah. we'll say three days for sure works and at the end of the day like your spaghetti sauce will beat you out <laughs> I don't know if that suffices as a yeah. story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't miss those early days. I was just thinking like our youngest now is, you know, over three where they're a little bit more of a clean eater. Spaghetti is still a challenge for sure. That's always the messiest meal. Uh, but I do remember like back in that like one to two stage where just every food, it's like the yogurt. Somehow it's like always becomes like a paste oh, in yes. the hair. Like every yes. meal is hummus. Oh, oh. <laughs> In the hair and, and Kate's children have beautiful, thick, curly hair that, you know, I mean, that's a full bath every night. Totally. Like I, by three, you're kind of like, okay, I can actually just wash your face and your hands after eating and yep. we don't actually need a full hose down. Okay. Um, really, Jen? Because I still, if I, we're having a particularly messy meal, I just get my kids to take their shirt off and sometimes their pants. Like, am I doing <laughs> parenting wrong? <laughs> yeah, that sounds, I guess, well, I guess if it's dinner, I still may, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put your clothes in the wash anyways, because if yeah. Already filthy, exactly. just yeah, still yeah, I mean, we did make the mistake of we dressed our our three year old before breakfast this morning. No. My husband got him dressed, and then he's like, "Uh, honey, can you bring down a new pants? Uh, actually, a new t shirt too." So, I mean, yeah, there is still uh, don't dress your kid before breakfast in new clothes. That's just a waste of clothes. <laughs> we, my son, just discovered cereal and oatmeal, like breakfast, like those sort of traditionally breakfast foods, and we've picked up the tradition now of like if it's a cereal day there's a shower immediately after like that's just how it has to go because there's no way that he will discover a spoonful of milk anywhere else but like all over himself yeah and I I also like the idea of just wearing red clothes because if you think about the things that stain your kids clothes the most it's like yes dirt berries and pasta sauce you know so they could all be covered by red clothes instead of all I look around at all the clothes that we have and so many of them come in like light pink I'm like no that's not Oh, yes. really suffice. It doesn't really suffice. <laughs> um, so what are your plans for, uh, will you be returning to Continental USA sometime soon and continue on traveling or what's kind of uh, next for you guys? Well, we're taking advantage of flexibility right now, which I feel very privileged to be able to be taking advantage of. Uh, I think we're both working part-time. Uh, I'm working on First Peak. We're sharing childcare responsibilities. Uh, so it's been sort of a wacky and fluid time. Uh, we are planning to come back to the U.S., and I think for first peak, I think I'm very much at a place of just trying to grow the brand as organically as I can. And so telling more families about it, getting into the hands of more customers. Uh, it's also been this funny experience that as my son has gotten older, I've been like, oh, shoot, I need a larger size. <laughs> so we started with like up to 24 months. And I was like, oh, no, now he's a 3T. So let's launch some 3T. So I imagine that trajectory will continue. The other things I've thought a lot about, you guys alluded to holes in the knees of pants and just the mess that is pants. Um, Pants is one of the things we're very much thinking about. Uh, Right now we have bodysuits, t-shirts, bibs, um, but I feel like pants is our next horizon perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, pants, big challenges there, particularly a lot of the thin girls leggings that are out there that are just hopeless. You basically put them on and they already have holes in them. So Um, so Jesse, if our listeners would like to find out more about First Peak, um, where can they find you? So our website is firstpeak.co. So First Peak as in Mountain Peak, so P-E-A-K. And you can also find us on Instagram at First Peak Baby. And if if listeners are interested, I would love to extend a 
discount code to this audience. Um, so anyone can use the code GETOUTSIDE10 at checkout for 10% off. That's so great. Thanks so much. Uh, looking forward to uh, hearing how your journey with First Peak continues on and all you know the success that we know is coming your way. We love talking to mumpreneurs, particularly in the kind of uh, getting outside and, and outdoor sort of space. And uh, we wish you all the very best with your brand. If you'd like to know more about anything that was talked about today, you can find more details right here in our show notes. You can also find us over on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we would love you to either drop us a rating um, wherever you podcast and also share this episode with a friend. And we will be back again next week with another episode of Get Outside With Kids. Bye.